You're listening to the She's Unshakable podcast. I'm your host, Fleur Lonsdale. And if you're looking to create incredible courage, resilience, and unshakable belief in yourself, then this podcast is for you. Each episode, I'll be interviewing incredible adventurers, athletes, and entrepreneurs to dig deep into the strategies and tools they use to create unwavering courage and belief so that you can learn how to never give up on your goals and achieve the life of your dreams. Welcome to episode 56 of the She's Unshakable podcast. Today, I get the pleasure of introducing to you my good friend and mentor, Lozzie from Life Above Zero. Not only is she a life and mindset coach and author, a speaker and a blogger, she's also just downright badass, awesome woman. I can't wait for her to share her story with you guys. And so you can hear a little bit about the life of an entrepreneur, especially a young entrepreneur at that. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on your Instagram handles, in your stories, and tag us and enjoy with a special cup of tea and I'll see you on the other side. Welcome Lozzie to the She's Unshakable podcast. I'm so excited to be doing this with you. So awesome to have you. I'm so excited. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, so before we get into your story, your background and everything else that we're going to talk about, I would love to start off with asking you what your morning routine is, because I know this is a big part of you. Um, and so tell the audience what your morning routine is. Yeah, I have to apologize too. If you can hear a little puppy in the background, it's my French bulldog Pumba who does not leave me alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> for me, I never used to have a morning routine actually. It wasn't until I started my own business. Um, before that, I was just in the nine to five grind. I kind of just got out of bed and just got on the highway and just did the, the daily thing. But it wasn't until I got a little bit more conscious and understood the importance of setting routine and having intention in the morning that I started implementing this. And now I'm not perfect. Obviously, there's days that this doesn't happen, but I definitely notice a difference to the days that I do this and the days that I don't. So for me, I usually get up. I usually wake up with the sun. I've trained my body to wake up around 6, 6.30, um, just whenever it, my body decides to wake up. I hate alarm clock, so I always wake up angry with an alarm clock. <laughs> So wake up when I do, um, usually just have some water and some lemon water with a bit of Himalayan salt in it and just wake myself up. Usually take my time waking up either read in the morning or cuddle my dog, um, just giving me some time to wake up. Then I move. So I'm very intuitive with my body. Um, sometimes it's a gym, sometimes it's a walk on the beach, sometimes it's yoga. I just do what feels good. Um, after I do some movement, I usually meditate, um, still practicing getting I'm actually doing a meditation challenge at the moment so I'm making my way up to 80 minutes but usually only meditate for like 10-15 minutes um and then after that I go get ready um I have a thing in my bathroom mirror where I have my goals for the year so as I'm kind of getting ready and priming myself of like what do I want to consciously create today or what's one thing that I'm doing today that's going to get me closer to my goals and it just helps me make sure I'm waking up every day with intention and purpose and there's something I'm excited to work towards um, and then I get ready and then I usually nourish my body. So I use whole food supplements every single morning to make sure I'm starting my day. Not only the right mindset, I've moved my body. I've done something for my mindset, but I'm also giving my body the love that it needs so my body can look after me. And it used to be rushed. We used to try to get it all done within an hour on the way to my nine to five. But I guess I have the luxury now to enjoy that and enjoy two or three hours in the morning between six and 9am for me. 
You're so lucky that you live on the Gold Coast where it actually gets light early. I was like, if I had to wait <laughs> for the sun to rise to get up, probably wouldn't get out of bed till like eight. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. I remember when we went to the UK because her husband's family live in the UK. I was like, I actually don't think I would survive here. <laughs> like my mood is so dependent on the sunshine. I'm yeah. a sun baby. For anyone who knows me personally, you can vouch for that. And I was like, I don't think I would move. Like, if it's raining and it's grey outside and there's no sun, I would just, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be me. So yeah. I can, yeah, I resonate with that. <laughs> I'm the same. Like, every time that we go over there, I'm like, oh, my God, I could live here. Like, I can just, we could just, we could just move here. <laughs> just wake up do at 4.30. It, do it, do it, do yeah, it. I wish, eh? I wish. Um, all right, lovely. Tell us a little bit about your story, um, I guess. I'd love to for you to dig into your story, but also a time where you've found that there's been a challenge for you, time that you've had to like work through, or maybe you've even felt like you've failed, um, and how you've got through that. It's so funny when you're sending me through the questions for today, I was like, I think I've trained my brain so much that I don't see the failure or the challenge. I just see it, it just, it is what it is. Like all of it's a challenge. None of it's been easy, but I just don't I don't wallow in it. I get curious and I get excited and I ask myself some better questions. So, um, yeah, I'll try not to leave out challenges, but there's so many. So I <laughs> love helping people. I'm really passionate about that. I wanted to have a job that was meaningful and felt like I was making a difference. I was drawn to psychology. I loved mindset and personal development. So I studied psychology, um, finished that, and then I ended up getting a graduate position working in child protection, which is a really – emotionally rewarding job but it's also a really emotionally draining job um originally though I guess here's a here's your perfect example I wanted to be a psychologist in the army um that was my plan a and I was going through my own health stuff I didn't pass the medical because I found cancer cells in my cervix so I guess I failed I was uh, upset there's something this thing that I wanted to do I couldn't pursue it so child protection was actually my plan b so I just trusted that Doors sometimes are closed in your face because they're not meant for you. And sometimes the universe knows what's better for you than you know for yourself. So I trusted that, went, went with that, um, enjoyed child protection. I was really lucky in Australia when I started working in that space. So actually rolling out this new framework, which is all about positive psychology. So um, I, I loved everything I was learning. I soaked it up. I'm a sponge and I loved working with clients. And that kind of introduced me to the world of positive psychology and life coaching. So on the side, I started studying life coaching. I'd already had a blog that I was doing, just educating people about psychology and mindset because it was just a passion of mine. Um, and then I kind of it just got to a point, I guess I was, I think when you're growing and you're learning so much, you, you start asking yourself some questions on like, what's my purpose? What do I want to do? What, what do I want my life to look like? And I guess I was lucky I had time on my side. I was only, when I was there, maybe 20, 22, 23 can't even remember all merges in together um but I just knew I wasn't happy as much as I knew I was in a nine-to-five and it felt like a holy grail there's not many positions in Australia where you like government positions where you're being looked after you've got all the security you've got the maternity leave and I had a permanent position so I was pretty much set for life and I had good super and it's what everyone tells you you should want um but I just it's not what I wanted I didn't feel excited I didn't feel fulfilled to be honest I was burning out I was really struggling to leave work at work um and it's just it's not what I wanted to if I saw myself doing that every single day for the next 50 years I was like there's got to be more to life than this 
Um, as I was saying earlier, my partner, boyfriend back then was from the UK. So I remember we went through, we just went and visited his family. And I remember coming back being like, oh my gosh, I've got to do 52 weeks of this just to get earn, leave yeah. again, just to go visit his family. And for me, as I've already said, I'm a sun baby. So using all my annual leave to go sit in UK's winter at Christmas is not my idea of a holiday. Um, and I was like, if I'm going to marry this man, if I'm going to have kids with this man, this is going to be my life for the next 50 years. Like, <laughs> it just, it's not what I wanted. Um, so I, st- I guess I started getting curious. I got curious about what else is out there. What do I want to do? What am I passionate about? And as much as I loved holistic health and I loved helping people, I wanted to work with people at the different end of the spectrum. Because at, at where I was working in the system, it's a lot of people who are already in crisis mode, who are, who are being forced to work with us because of child protection orders, not because they willingly wanted their health to be happier or healthier or in a better position financially or mm. any like in life in general. So I'm lucky it's the universe, I guess, works in mysterious ways. And I stumbled across a network marketing profession. I wasn't looking for it, if I'm honest. Someone had tagged me in a post online um, and I already was doing life coaching on the side of my nine to five. And I just didn't see that as a way of getting ahead either. I was sick of trading my time for money in that. I didn't know how to scale it. Um, it was a one-man band, but like you're doing all the sales, you're doing all the marketing. I have no mentoring. Like, even that just felt energetically not aligned. So when I came across the network marketing profession, um, which was, what, five years ago now, I just said yes something a little bit lighter I guess I was looking around I saw a lot of the people that were working in that space particularly in, in our team and company and they were a lot of them were health professionals a lot of them had already had success in traditional business a lot of them were pretty well known in the health and wellness industry and they were showing up the way I wanted to show up they were helping people in the way I wanted to help uh, and it wasn't at the expense of their values they weren't burning out they were being able to contribute and be there for their family they'll be able to raise families and be present for that I just had a lot of misconceptions, I think, around the network marketing industry myself. So I actually said no. I was like, I'm just one of those people. Like, that's a scam. <laughs> think being an academic, um, being an academic, I definitely thought I was too cool. Um, but I just got curious. Like I said, I, I love learning and I just did a lot of research. I, asked, like, I went and learned about the industry, about the profession, about our company, and I said, what's, what's, what have I got to lose? And when I really asked myself, what did I want from life? I realized this was a vehicle that could allow me to create what I wanted and also help people the way I wanted to help them. So I guess the rest is history. I've been doing this for five years now. Um, I still do life and mindset coaching on the side because um, I am passionate about it. I just take a few high-end clients each year. Um, I got to write a book. We became a bestseller the last year. It was all about empowering women with their psychology and their mindset. And yeah, I guess that's like a five-year journey in five less than five minutes, but I can promise you the, the whole way there's been challenges and I guess what people would perceive as failures that I just perceive as feedback. Yeah, failure as feedback. I love it. Um, awesome. I, lo- I can't believe I didn't know that you wanted to be part of the military. I had no idea. I didn't know that. That's so funny. I know Dan always laughs at me. He's like, too right. That did not work out. He's like, you would have hated it. He's like, you would hate being told what to do. You would have been like, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm doing my own yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, agreed. But hey, you would have found your way anyway. You would have found where you wanted to go in the end. So tell us, a, give us an example of maybe some of the challenges that you've been through in that five years. Because obviously being in a full-time job, plus doing your life coaching and then starting something else. Obviously, the balance there is going to be a tough one. 
but you stepped into it, you decided that you wanted to go for it and you went for it anyway. But what are some of the challenges that you've been faced with along the way? Oh my gosh, so many personally, professionally, there's a challenge of balancing it all, like you said, and trying to do it all and wear all the hats. There's a challenge of putting yourself out there and um, being passionate about something and being scrutinized and not having the support. Um, just in business, there's the challenge of doing business events and no one's showing up, um, setting business goals and not achieving them. Um, oh my gosh, there is honestly, there's leadership. As you start growing a business and growing a team, like learning how to communicate with people and as your team gets bigger, learning how to create a culture where people feel enough, like none of it is easy. And I always love to say, um, another level, another devil. Like I can honestly look back on my journey and at least every three to six months I up level, whether it's in business, it's in, it's in a personal life, it's professionally. And there's always been something that I've had to consciously work on that's challenged me or triggered me. That's helped me become a better person, whether it's happier, it's more successful, it's able to help people better. It's a better leader. It's a better business owner. Um, yeah, let me know if there's a certain area you want to delve into because there's so many challenges along the way. I could go deep in all of it. <laughs> I'd love to go into feeling like you don't have that support. I know that there's probably a lot of people who's going to listen to this and probably massively resonate with that as well. And with any business, you know, even if it's not network marketing, any business that you start and decide that you want to go do something and then your family are like, why would you do that? You've got a perfectly good job. Like, why Why would you go do something else? Or what's wrong with you? That's a scam. <laughs> That's a pyramid scheme or whatever it is that people are going to tell you. Like, yeah, dig into to maybe what happened and, and how you got through it. Yeah, for sure. So I look back on it. And when I started, I didn't say yes to the professional network marketing for, to change her life. Honestly, at the start, I didn't know what it could be. I was just wanted something a little bit lighter um, to balance the heavy workload I was doing in child protection. Um, so I wasn't really loud and proud about it. It was my little side hustle. I wasn't really telling people. Um, and I had a few like just remarks from my mum and dad. Like that, no, none of my friends and family joined me when I started, so I didn't have the support from friends and family. Um, I just kept having people saying like, "Oh, like." Oh, like when are you like that's not like a forever thing is it like oh is that just like something you're doing now and as I started gaining momentum and success with it and spending a lot more time doing it I had my mum and dad in particular being like oh but that's not like a real job right like you've, you you're not going to leave child protection for that or you, you're going to go and be a psychologist right and I was like I just loved it I just I guess I followed my intuition because what I was doing felt good like it felt aligned and um, it wasn't until I actually went to quit when I replaced my full-time income and I went to ch- quit child protection, I actually got a, some pretty heavy um, sort of resistance, I guess, to mum and dad being like, like, are you sure that's the right thing to do? Like, I don't, like, that's not a real job. And like, instead of being proud of me, which I know they supported me, I think something, a big lesson for me was learning that, it was a few different lessons for me, I guess. People are always going to have an opinion, always. That's what we humans do as social beings. Um, but I guess when people give opinion, there's two things I ask. Does this person actually care about me and have my best interests at heart? And secondly, does this person, is this person actually educated in this in this field or is this person someone I want to emulate and someone I'm inspired by? And so I started to question myself if, would I trade positions with this person? Like, 
I think so often we take advice from broke, unhappy people. Like, you wouldn't go get a haircut from a hairdresser who had a shit haircut, right? So why are you taking life advice or marriage advice from people who don't have the relationships or the life or the business that you would that you want? So if you wouldn't trade positions with them, stop taking advice from them. So um, when I started, I guess everyone has an opinion. I think as you become more successful and you're more loud about it, you're going to get way more opinions thrown at you. I started thinking around, what is this person... Would I, would I want to trade positions with them? So I got really careful on whose feedback I actually took on board. And there's really only a few people I wanted to emulate. Um, and so for, for an example with my mom and dad, I love them. And they definitely did have my best intentions at heart. And I think that's what you've got to remember. People are seeing things through their lens. I like to explain it like their, their culture glasses, their experiences. And you've got to remember we're in a different generation. My mom and dad came from a generation where you have one job and there was loyalty in the workplace like you can have my dad still had the same job since he was 15 he's been in the same place for nearly 50 years now that doesn't happen these days um, I think everyone's noticed that with COVID um, also my mum went through and I think this is a big drive for me my mum went through multiple jobs trying to juggle jobs because she never had the, the security in a job to help her with, have kids, like be at home with the kids. So she'd have a job until she had a kid and then she'd do office work and she'd pick up all these random different things. So my mum was so excited for me to have security in a government job where I would have that support where she didn't have and I'd have the maternity leave. So they were wanting what was best for me, mm-hmm. but they didn't understand that we're in a different era where that's not the case. And what they had done, if you, it was all about working hard. If that's all success was, then they would be way more successful than they were. Like they, I'd seen them bust their butt for the last 40, 50 years. And if I was doing what they did, I wouldn't end up where I wanted to be. As much as I love them, they don't have a life that I I'm, I want to emulate. Like I want more than that. I don't want to settle for that. And a book that really opened my eyes, that was Rich Dad, Poor Dad by uh, Robert Kiyosaki. Um, which I think is a really good book for any academic to read because I think we're groomed to think we have to work and live in a certain way. So I realized really young that, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to swap positions with my mum and dad. And yes, they love and care for me. So I wasn't hurt by their lack of support. I knew that their lack of support was coming from a really heart-centered space. So I asked myself, do they care about me? Yes. Are they educated in this space? No. Have they read all the books I have about network marketing? Have they um, read all the reports? They know about the company. But I'd spend hours educating myself to make sure I was making the right decision for me. And then lastly, I think it's just knowing that you've got your own values. Um, If you've got a vision in your heart, you wouldn't have – you have what's what's needed within you to create it. And for me, I wasn't happy in child protection. Like I've got different passions to my mom and dad. I've got different needs to my mom and dad. I've got different things that inspire me. Um, what might make them happy isn't going to make me happy. So just understanding and being appreciative for difference and not taking lack of support personally, just being like they're seeing this experience or this circumstance through their culture glasses, what their experiences are, what their values are. My experiences, my values, my education is different. And then secondly, would I trade positions with them? No. Do I want what they want? No. So not in this area, I guess, when it comes to business or wealth or lifestyle, no. Um, So that was that. I think that's how I kind of didn't take it personally. And then there's a lot of just haters. I think that just comes in the online space in general. And same thing, I just kept coming back to, I've never met anyone who's successful or anyone who I would emulate 
who is negative or nasty. I just don't, we don't have time for that. You're too busy staying in your own lane, in your own lane, creating things, um, being a light in the world. Like you, I've never, no one I love and, and, and am inspired by waste their energy on that. And so the people who are, it's usually hurt people who hurt people. They've got the time and the energy to say nasty things at people and be a troll online. I generally feel sorry for them. Mm. And it reminds me of that saying, people are trying to bring you down because they're below you. Like it's something as simple as that. If people are trying to bring you down, it's because you they are below you. They're already like, you're above that. You're better than that. Like you're already winning. You're already doing things that maybe they wish they had the courage to do. And that's usually what triggers people. And yeah. I think a lot of people, you've got to realize the more success that you have is everything in life comes in duality. And I think the fact that I understood this really early on has really helped me because I've seen so many people tap out of their goals because of this. But the more success you have, obviously the more accolades you're going to get, but the, all re- the more resistance you're going to get. So the more praise you're going to get, the more criticism you're going to get. Um, you can't have one without the other. So I guess throughout the last five years, a lot of people have had opinions and not all of them are positive, but I just get it. I don't take it personally. I wish them love. And I think there's a difference between opinions and constructive feedback. I'm always open to constructive feedback. But people are saying it to be nasty and to bring you down. If I didn't ask for their opinion, I don't want it. So I really do not care. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like, don't talk to me. I don't need that. Is that your your pup snoring that I can hear in the background? Yeah, I should move her. Hey, I told you. I was just like, what's that noise? It kind of sounds like a train. I was like, there's not a train anywhere near where you live. (laughs) It's like... She's so funny. That's hilarious. So let me ask you something. Obviously, you've been on this journey for five plus years now. And your mindset, obviously, and the growth that you've done in that time would have massively grown. And it's very easy for, well, not very easy, but much potentially easier for you to sit here now and speak with that strength and that confidence and that that knowing you know um how did you back five years ago deal with that or were you so adamant that you were just like you're not living the life that I want to live back then that it was just that was just it no I I think back then I had a little bit more emotion attached to feedback Mm -hmm. now I can get over things really quickly and I just I honestly just I think like I've got this like shield like you can't I, I you can only be hurt if you allow someone to hurt you mm-hmm. and usually too if something triggers you it's because there's truth in it so mm-hmm. at the start if you don't believe in yourself if you don't believe in what you're doing and I guess for me personally at the start I didn't have the belief like then in the network marketing profession like I do now so when people were saying things especially if they were nasty and there was lack of support the reason it triggered me was because it was actually mirroring something in me that I wasn't certain on yet whether it was my belief in myself or belief in the profession or belief in whatever you're doing so I guess my question for you right now is if you're emotionally attached to something and it's something's really hurting you asking yourself what's the truth in it but back then I also saw that as a gift because it was like a little mirror for me being like hey Liz you need to go build your belief in this or your knowledge in this or your expertise in this but have that awareness um, and it would take me out, it, I'll be honest, it would probably take me out for a day or two. I'd get emotional about it. I'd have to journal. I'd have to run it out. I'd have to cry it out. <laughs> um, like, it's just like, 
you get thick skin in business in general, I think. Um, and just like anything, it's practice, but I definitely at the start, I would be more emotional about it and I'd have to move through the emotions, which is, like I said, through journaling, talking about it, crying about it, exercising. Um, but an attitude I've always had, and I really, um, I hope this is something that you guys can pick up from this podcast, <clears throat> is I just, I honestly see life as a big adventure. Like we, it, we are, aren't here for a long time. It's actually really short. I'm sure you've all probably lost someone that you love really suddenly. And I, I've just always said, like, I don't, like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, I could die today going on my run. I could get diagnosed with cancer. Like, you don't know what's around the corner. And so my, my biggest motto is just, just live fully, like, be present, love deeply, and make the most of things. And I think if you just... Women are somewhere along the way. We've lost our intuition or our connection to our intuition. Everything we think is going to make sense and be logical. But whenever you feel like you're at a crossroads, you're unsure about something, just put your hand on your heart and be like, what, what feels right for me? And I guess throughout the way, even when I've been unsure and even when I was upset or someone had hurt my feelings, I would just take pride in the fact I know I'm a good person. I know I'm not a nasty person. I know I will forgive them because it's just not worth the heaviness that I carry around if I was to hold on to it. And I'm just going to do what's best for me, but also do what's best for people around me. And every decision I make along the way, I'm always thinking like, who can this help? Um, so I think just taking, having that confidence in yourself, even when stuff happens to you, that you're going to be okay and you can be resourceful and you're going to learn from this. And then one day there'll be a gift in this, but you can only control what you can, you can control. And back then or anywhere along the way, they were those decisions. It was like, okay, I can sit here and be miserable in a job and I can care what other people can think or I have control over taking inspired action, trying something new. What's the worst that can happen? The worst thing happens is that I am, I can't, I'm back here where I started and I'm unhappy anyway. Um, so just keep <laughs> kind of putting yourself in check. So there's, there honestly is nothing to lose. I think the worst thing, I think what would have been a bigger failure is staying in something for the next 50 years because I'm scared of what if. Like, is that you only get one life? Is that genuinely how you genuinely how you want to spend it? Like, if you know that you could be doing more, or you want more, or you want to experience more, then like you've got that tug in your gut for a reason. Honor it, lean into it, be curious mm-hmm. about it, and explore it, and just have fun. Like, we're here to do weight. We're not here to settle and crawl through life. And I think so many of us are doing that by default, not realizing that you actually can fly, and you're just too scared to just get off the ground. Yeah, for sure. And it is so it's so interesting to to talk to people who are just like I'm scared, like I'm scared of putting myself out there, I'm scared of showing what I actually want to do with myself and and it's like you're only scared is because you know there's going to be some people who who don't want to support you, who don't want to be there for you and who are going to send you whatever messages and tell you whatever they think that they think is right. <laughs> And actually, do you really want those people in your life? I I honestly saw it when I first started. I got a couple of people who sent me a message and were like, I can't believe you're doing this and this and this. And I, I was just like, oh, this is a really good way for me to filter out my friends. <laughs> like, you don't deserve my energy. You don't deserve my energy. You don't deserve my energy. Sweet, easy, all good. I just press delete pretty much. <laughs> like, so many of us and that's the thing about growth um, I have a whole chapter of this in my book it was in Australia we call it the tall poppy syndrome but 
everyone's same. happy for you to be happy and succeed as long as you're just like chilling out at the same level as everybody else. But as soon as you are doing something different and standing out from the crowd, everyone has to pull you down. And like, I think that is, like you said, the massive reason why a lot of us don't grow and you stay where you are. But the beautiful thing in growing is that it's a bad part of it, but you, the truth is you are going to outgrow some people along the way and it's just a natural progression but it's so freeing as you because I think a lot of us right now we're in this like resistance where we're trying to grow we're trying to keep keep safe and keep part of our little click around us make sure that everyone's happy and it's exhausting it's like this inner tug of war where you, you want to be you and you want to own your truth but you're trying to make everyone happy as well and it's just so freeing when you just let it go and be like I'm just going to live my life and whoever honors me, believes in me, trust, like respects me, supports me is going to be there. Like it's, it's a beautiful, I guess, space you open up for people who are worthy of your time and the other people just kind of fall away and you don't have to force it. They will just organically fall away. And the person that you become, the energy that you, you just randomly just get back for yourself to do, do good things in the world. It's, I don't know. It's it's just, freeing the only world that comes up for me but it is such a freeing experience but also I'm not gonna lie and say that growth is easy because that's it is uncomfortable and I think that's the sad part about it is you are gonna outgrow some people around you mm. which is part of the process yeah and you just have to be just okay with that as well right that's all good at the end of the day um yeah. cool okay what's one of the scariest things you've ever done I love this question <laughs> My child protection job, skydiving, shark cage. <laughs> what, what, what have we done? Have you done shark caging? Yeah. Have you swum with sharks? Um, North Shore in Hawaii. Oh yeah, I can imagine that was probably pretty scary. Yeah. Um, I used to love adventure. It's so funny. I used to love adrenaline rushes, and I would chase it. And I think as you get older, I, I don't really like rides. So I don't know what happens. I used to love all the scary rides. I'd be the first person on them. Um, Talking in front of 12,000 people on stage in the USA. Getting married. That was really scary for me. <laughs> Why? Uh, committing to one person for the rest of your life. Making a vow in front of all your friends and family. Like, that's scary. That's a big commitment. I don't know if I'm going to be in 50 years and I'm making a commitment. I'm going to be, I'm going to still love this person. Like, I don't know what the next 50 years are going to have in store. Um, I guess it all comes down to, like, what your values are because what scares me what scares someone else are going to be two different things but yeah lots of scary stuff does nothing stand out majorly from all of those things no because the same thing I think I've done such a really good job at rewiring my brain nothing scares me I think for me anxiety I just say anxiety is excitement without breath Mm -hmm. like I just reframe everything so when I'm scared I'm like ooh ooh, like my body's getting ready for something (laughs) magical to happen like the flight or was it fight or flight mode I like I thrive off adrenaline like I laugh when when I'm scared I laugh so I've got this nervous laugh you think that I'm fine it's actually I'm shitting my pants (laughs) Um, but I've learned just to enjoy it and honestly I remember there was like a period it was like two three years I think between the ages of 21 24 I had a little memo on my front of my diary and it said every day do something that scares you it reminded me of that movie yes man with Jim Carrey and there was a period of a year where everything that came up to me I just said yes 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 no matter what scared me and 
that led to me moving overseas. I moved to Hawaii knowing no one. That was really scary. Um, I volunteered on the mental health helpline. I got another scholarship. Like just saying yes to opportunities, even though they're scary. And just like being, just being curious. Like, well, what is this going to leave me? Or what's going to happen from this? Or like, what's the worst that could happen? None of us are getting out of this life alive. Like that's the worst case scenario. So if you're not hurting anyone in the process, what could, like, what, honestly, like, I just think I enjoy the challenge. Maybe that's just my sick mind of mine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's just your, your slight craziness of slight kicking in. Give it to me. Bring me the fear. I'm ready for you. Oh, yeah, I love I'm it. I'm doing it. I'm here. Um, all right, last question. What piece of advice would you give to our listeners? that you think would be able to help them through their entrepreneurial journey or adventurous journey of life? Get really clear what you want from it, from life in general. Like we are, like we are honestly here for such a short time. Like if I said you're going to get a diagnosis today that you're going to die from cancer in two weeks' time, what instinctively comes up for you? Are you like, shit, I thought I had more time or I didn't get to do everything that I wanted to do? Or I, I didn't tell that person how I wanted to finish. I haven't tried, I haven't applied for that job yet or I haven't looked into that course yet or I haven't had, haven't, you know what I mean? Like, hands on my heart, if I was to die tomorrow, I would die a really happy person. I've taken every opportunity that's come my way. I love wholly, I live freely. And there's a lot of people who aren't doing that because they're scared. So honestly, you don't know when your last day is going to be. So just be like, okay, what do I want from life? And you don't have to be so hung up on how that's going to come about. Like the universe will work in really mysterious ways. But if you can prime yourself, and this is how the brain works too, guys, and just a little psychology session for you. You've got a thing in your brain called your reticular activating system, which is your RAS. So what it does, if you look around life or your day, there's so much stimulus that comes in. Your brain can't take it all in. So it deciphers it for you and it only takes in important information. So it's like a confirmation bias. But you need to prime your brain on what's important to you so it knows what information to filter to you. So if you're taking the time and space to get clear on what you want from life, let's just say, for an example, I'm like, I want to um, have residual income. I want to have time to travel, um, be with my kids. I want to I want to have a partner who A, B, and C, like all this random stuff. Like I've got really clear on what I want from life. I want to have enough money where I can pay for my mum and dad and retire them. I want to have a job where I'm flexible and location independent so I can travel and never have to worry about a job. Like don't get nitty gritty on what it has to look like, but what do you want from life in general? What experiences do you want? How do you want to show up? Like I don't want to be caught up in a system. I knew I wanted to help people with holistic health without all the red tape. Like I got clear on what I wanted. So when opportunities came my way, I wasn't like, is that right? Is that wrong? What's people going to think? Is that going to work? I was like, hey, I've told myself this is important. And my brain deciphered, hey, here's an opportunity that can get you from A to B because I had primed it. But I bet you there's so many opportunities in your life right now. And you're probably sitting there being like, like nothing ever happens to me and that's never going to work for me and life sucks. But you've got your blinkers on. Like if you can prime it and open up your eyes and open up your heart, but get clear and, what, and tell your brain what you want it to start looking for. I promise you there's probably an opportunity that's been in front of your face for a long time now, but you just haven't seen it because you haven't got clear on what you want. So get really clear. Like, what do you want from life? Like, are you happy? 
how do you want to spend your days? What are you passionate about? Are you showing up the way you want to show up? What would you do differently if you only had two weeks left? Because you might only have two weeks left. And then what's, what's something you can do today? What's some inspired action can you do? Can you call someone up for advice? Can you look into that course? Can you book that plane ticket if you can with COVID? Um, can you, you know what I mean? Like, I think sometimes we just need someone to shake us up and wake us up. Because um, life is here to be lived and it's here to be enjoyed. And stop betting your dreams on tomorrow when, like, you've got today. Um and if that's something I know some of the people don't have people around them in their, in their circles to have these kind of conversations with them and to challenge them, I think for a long, a lot of us, especially I see, I find for women, we stop dreaming and along somewhere along the way, mm-hmm. we become mums and become wives. We're like, I don't know what I'm passionate about. I don't know what I want. And I feel like I'm just living a really surface level life. Um, I created a free happiness test on my website, which you can do and it will help you. Ask you some really cool soul searching questions. It'll take about half an hour to do, so put some time aside for you. But hopefully, at the end, it'll spit out your five highest values, and it'll, it'll actually will encourage you or prompt you to set a goal for each. So it might that might be looking into that or reading more about that or whatever it might be. But hopefully, with that, might bring some stuff up for you if you're like, I don't know where I want to go. I just know that I'm not living aligned or I'm not feeling excited or enthusiastic about life right now. And that could be a really cool place to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. I'll put the sh- I'll put the link in the show notes for everyone to be able to find that as well. And it's so true, like especially with like vision boards, manifestation, writing down like your morning goals, like what you're actually aiming for. You become so much more open to things coming your way because you're like, oh, I've asked the universe to give me this, and it's 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 bringing me something. Like I'm not sure if that might be exactly what I need, but it's bringing me something. Let's try it out kind of thing whereas when we don't do that we don't have a vision we don't actually know what we want in life and we don't even like have any dreams almost we just kind of sit still and don't move and then we wonder where the next like 10 20 years has gone like you wonder sometimes you're like oh my god that week just went so fast like where did the week go and you're like I don't know what did you do that was fun for you like what what part of the week did you enjoy and they're like oh I don't know I just and went to work. Like I said, sometimes you get fixated that it's going to look a certain way. So, like, just like doing a full circle, if I look back five or how, yeah, it would have been seven years ago now when I graduated psychology and I tried to get into the army to be a psychologist. What inspired me to go into the army, just so I can get really clear what my end goal was, so you can see what I was thinking. I love being active and I love health. So, like, the idea of movement and having like a physical aspect of that. I love the idea of helping people and having deep and meaningful conversations. And I like the idea of travel. Five years on, I got clear on what I wanted. That wasn't the vehicle that got me there, but I'm in a profession right now where I'm honoring my health and I'm moving every single day. I travel, usually we travel every three months before COVID and I get to have deep, meaningful conversations every single day. So once you get clear on what you want, I promise the universe will work in mysterious mm-hmm. ways to bring it to you, but just don't get so fixated on what it has to look like and just be open to what comes your way and just curious to explore it. Yeah, agreed massively. Awesome, honey. Thank you so much for joining us. That was really fun. And I think there's lots of takeaways that people could have grabbed from that podcast. And hopefully they'll send you away. I will put your website in the show notes, your happiness test in the show notes, and also link to your book too, so that they can go and find your book and have a read of that as well. Yay, thanks for having me. It's so good to spend some time with you, you guys and your tribe. And yeah, if this has resonated with you, send me a message on Instagram. I love hearing from you guys and 
keep shining your light Flora. i love your energy you're so adventurous as well and i think that's why i'm so grateful to have you in my life because our energies bounce off each other and we have the same perspective on life in general so thanks for being you ah oh, it's always a pleasure <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and head on over to iTunes or your favorite podcast listener and give us a five-star review. I can't wait to hear what you took from it and how you're going to implement all the knowledge that you've learned today.